0: Welcome to the Nameless Podcast. I'm Matthew Lopez Chronics. Thank you for joining us. My entire life, I felt like I was nameless and faceless. I didn't have value for the world, I didn't have a story. I didn't really matter. Last year in 2018, that really all changed. I woke up one day and I discovered I do have a story, I do have value to share to this world, and I do have a purpose. That is what The Nameless Podcast is all about. It's about uncovering our own truths, telling our stories, and sharing it to the world, and hopefully making someone's life better. So join me. Every week, we're going to uncover truths, truths about myself, truths that I find out in the world, and sharing it in my own words. This is A podcast diary of sorts. We're also going to bring you interviews from amazing people, people that you don't know, some people you might know, but it's going to be a journey, a journey of our own truths, our own way to uncover who we are and where we're destined to be. So sit back, relax, take a listen to the Nameless Podcast. I'm Matthew Lopez Chronics. I appreciate you listening. As always, subscribe, share, do whatever to get the message out because we all matter in our own way and that's what this podcast is all about. Let's take a listen. Welcome to another nameless podcast. Uh, you can't see it, but welcome to a rainy Monday morning here in Northern California. I um, wanted to do something a little bit different today. It's a... Uh, You know, day after the Super Bowl. Uh, I love sports. I love football. Um, Neither one of these two teams were the Rams or the Patriots, one of my favorite teams. But Tom Brady is my favorite player, and he just captured his sixth Super Bowl. So congratulations, Tom. That's amazing. Um, I want to tell a story. I want to tell a story, and then I'll give some kind of analysis what i saw when i watched the game and that's about what we got for today uh we're keeping it light so i bought gosh i think the first super bowl i ever watched was 85 so the 85 86 season that's where the bears beat the patriots i was a huge dolphin fan at the time before i discovered john elway and the denver broncos but that's not the story the story was used to always watch the Super Bowl with my parents, right? As a kid, you know, watching the Super Bowl with with your mom and your dad. And the last Super Bowl that I watched with them, and I don't know, I was reflecting on this yesterday um, when I was at takeaway with my wife grabbing some stuff, and the last Super Bowl I watched though, my dad's a huge giant fan, it was the... 91, 92. So the first time the Giants and the Bills uh, played each other, that's the Scott Norwood game, the game that he missed the field goal, and the Bills lost 20 to 19 to the Giants. And um, Bill Parcells captured his second Super Bowl, and the Bill, it was their first Super Bowl for the Bills on their way to going to four straight Super Bowls. Which, man, with the Patriots going to three straight, that's a possibility the Patriots can tie that. But anyways, that's sidetrack. That track. Um, I remember the end of the game. My dad just freaking out over the Giants. And, like, my mom and my grandparents watching. And I wanted the Bills to win because I really liked the... Uh, I like Jim Kelly, like Thurman Thomas and uh, Andy Reid. James uh You yeah, know, Bruce Smith. I, I liked the Bills. I mean, they were flashy. And they scored points. And it just seemed with their kind of, what was it, they they ran like a run and shoot or whatever. Like the spread before the spread, but um, a little bit different. And so I liked them because, you know, I was a kid and I thought that was exciting. And I remember during that last drive, I just really wanted the Bills to win. Um, And I remember on the field goal, the field goal try, like all of both teams were like kneeling and... My dad freaking out because you know he he wants to try to win and that's probably where i got it from and and i was saying and i think i said something like i hope he makes it and my mom like freaked out on me she like snapped on me she says you gotta hope you better hope that your dad gets a job doesn't matter if he makes this field goal which is Okay, true. You know, um, not that my dad didn't have a job at the time, but he didn't have—he wasn't. That was around what, like the stock market crashed in like 1989. So my dad, claimed bankruptcy and lost everything, and then you know he was delivering newspapers. He yeah, like multiple jobs working all day long, and so that's that's what was on her mind. And it gets me, it got me reflecting on one thing, got me reflecting back to, um, David Meltzer and you can't put your happiness on an outcome. And that's what I was doing. And not to say I, that was actually honestly what we were both doing because my mom was putting a happiness on my dad getting a different job. It's basically a job one job that pays more money. Um, And I was placing happiness on an outcome of some random team to kick a field goal and make it a win. Um, For whatever reason, that was the last time I watched the Super Bowl with my my parents. My dad would poke in in and out, but a lot of times he was working. So that's, I mean, in the middle of the afternoon on Sunday. For, if you know the Bay Area, this was when there still was two newspapers. So you have the San Francisco Chronicle and the Examiner. And uh, newspaper, especially during the Super Bowl, because this was before, you know, you had online deals and things like that. The Sunday newspaper was huge in size, as well as, you know, how much information was in there. So that, he would usually he'd get home late and then he was working at the deli after that. So he missed Super Bowl. And for whatever reason, that was just the last time I did it. I don't know. Uh, I guess you'd call it, call it appreciation or whatever. But after that, I just started watching the Super Bowl pretty much by myself in um, in the living room. Uh, it just yesterday got me thinking about that. I wanted to share Um, the game. I never talk about sports on here, and this isn't really a sports podcast, even though I could totally do a sports podcast and entertainment, which at times, the name of this podcast, I've become... If you go back and listen to the, some of the first episodes, that was the idea that I had. Um, I'm not pivoting or anything, but I wanted to kind of give you some of my takes on what I saw. So, if you're not into that. I leave you here. I appreciate you listening. Um, leave a review. Let me know. DM me. Uh, if not, keep listening. I appreciate that. I'm just going to take a couple minutes. Um, I know that the first initial blast that I saw when I woke up and I turned well, when I woke up I don't usually turn my phone on, um, it's usually like an hour, hour and 15 minutes after I get up. Um, I saw just blasts from Bleacher Report and ESPN just saying, you know, oh, it's terrible Super Bowl. I don't really look at it that way. I see it as two, one, I see it as two brilliant people. And I'll tell you specifically you got the 71-year-old defensive coordinator of the L.A. Rams, Wade Phillips. He's a brilliant defensive coordinator. He's been in the league a long time. He uh, He knows how to go against Belichick in this offense, and he knows what to do to disrupt the talk. And I think that's what you know, and not even think. That's flat out what happened for three quarters, is they really, really had Brady messed up he he they didn't let him get him a rhythm they also didn't let their running game get downhill and they had them he had him off balance he had him off balance and he has the players to get even though they only got one sack and the pick was yeah you know call what you will but I'll be honest a different wide receiver probably makes either knocks that ball down or makes makes the play. I just don't feel that Hogan gets the invites the contact that if that was say Julio Jones Julio's either knocking that down or making that catch for that that opening drive interception. And with what Brady does with what type of quality he has on his outside wide receivers is amazing. Um, but the Rams with the fact they have the best defensive player in the NFL, I just, they they were amazing. They they had them off balance. I mean, the Patriots were able to move the ball, but they weren't able to sustain plays. So get one, two, three, four, five plays, get in the end zone. They get it in the midfield. They get it a little bit in Rams territory. I mean, they missed the field goal. They stall out. It, you, they're masterful game plan. The flip side of that is they still were allowed to get plays. They just couldn't get big big plays and they couldn't get a string of big plays together to score. But what they did do is keep that defense on the field. And what you saw in the fourth quarter is now you have Burkhead and Sony Michelle running down your throat. Especially when you've got you're putting nine in the box in that third and one and Michelle shell breaks like a 26-yard run when you need to get a stop there so you can get the ball back. Flip side of that is I'm just, well, one, I live in Novato. Jared Goff's in Novato. Oh, there's a shout-out. woo um, I'd say Jared Goff's right now second-tier quarterback. And my tiers are your first quarterback can get you there. That's your Drew Brees' Your, I mean, your maybe not Mahomes yet. No, he can do it statistically. I mean, your Breezes, your Brady's, your Roethlisberger's, your Rodgers. Um, we'll put Mahomes right there for right now because he's pretty flat-out amazing. Um, maybe your Andrew Lux, where they can, they can do a lot of things on their own. And I don't I just don't see Goff being able to do that, and that really leads into the fact that Belichick, he's a mastermind in you doing things to make you uncomfortable. And Goff did not look uncomfortable. They beat him up. They hit him whenever they wanted to, and he he just didn't it wasn't the throwing the ball crisply. He he they definitely put him in a place where 27 yards passing, I think in the in the first half they had one or two first downs, pretty bad. Uh, but and that's what Belichick does. He puts you into places that you don't want to be. You when you're especially when you're a young quarterback, you don't know what you're looking at. So I thought that was pretty amazing. I thought it was a great Super Bowl. I mean, it was three nothing forever, and then it was three three, and then that drive where the Patriots scored, I I I. I was expecting like a defensive touchdown by the Patriots, just because I just didn't think with Gurley, I don't know what's going on with that. Hopefully we get some more information on what's going on with uh, with Todd, but I I thought for sure it's going to be a fumble by Goff or an interception return for a touchdown that was going to kind of break it open. But then the Patriots got down there, got some got some good passes to Gronk, some good runs, and then they punch it in. And then I just felt, when they scored that touchdown, I, I, it kind of felt like a lot of the pressure was off. Yeah, the Rams moved down there a little bit, and then got finally threw that pick when they went all-out blitz. And they, that was a masterful play call, because I can't recall another moment in the game when they went all-out blitz, which he definitely was not expecting whatsoever. Um, he should have just ate it, because him throwing that off his back foot as I think it was McCourty, one or one of the twin McCourties, because the Patriots have twin twins playing on their secondary, twin brothers. And I think it was one of the McCourties. He should have just ate it and went down because that throw, you can't you can't do that because even if he ate it potentially with Zerline. they couldn't hit that field goal. Now you're talking ten six. You still need the touchdown, but. At least you 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 have it on your defense again. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but that I mean, it's semantics. young quarterback third year in the league. <coughs> that's all I got. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, we deviated a little bit. We talked about the Super Bowl, but hey, that's life. That's the nameless podcast it's all about. So when stuff strikes me, I want to talk about it, tie in some things, and talk about. Becoming a better person, better human, better man, better us. Um, I just want to leave you with February 7th is the day that most people drop their their goals. And I got that from James Whitaker, uh, the author of the, the Next Generation Think and Grow Rich. I have that on my calendar. I just wanted to remind everyone <coughs> <laughs> that, hey, it's never it's not never too late but never give up keep keep pushing on if there's something i can do hey let me know thank you for taking a listen places you can get a hold of me on instagram at, at matt lopez chronics chronics spelled weird it's k-r-o-n-i-c-z i'm on instagram uh not on in linkedin at at Matthew Lopez chronics Uh, Also on YouTube at at MattLopezChronics. If you're on Anchor, send me a voice message. That would be cool. Uh, Or DM me. That would be wonderful. Love to hear what you think about the show. Love to just hear from you. That would be a lot of fun. Hope everyone has a great day. Have a great week. Talk to you guys very, very soon.